No, that was really good. <laughs> I, I, I like that. All that Robert Zemeckis stuff is staying in. Jim Davis is my name. Hello and welcome to Being Jim Davis, the podcast about the only thing we could think of that has less to say of substance than Milo Yiannopoulos. True. My name is John Gibson and I'm Jim Davis. My name is Christopher Winter. And I'm a brave truth teller who bucks conventions and iconoclast. No, I am Jim Davis. <laughs> I'm just saying what everybody's thinking. And what everybody's thinking is, I'm Jim Davis. You're a conduit, Chris. Yeah. That's, that's what you are. I won't let your political correctness keep me down. You want to say like, oh, don't say you're Jim Davis just because that's not your name and you're not that person? <laughs> um, what are we doing, Chris, today? I, I feel like uh, I feel like people want to know, and I'm going to tell you. I'm telling you right now. We're uh-huh. listening. Or we're talking Garfield. We're doing Garf Talk. <laughs> we're, we are Sunday, January 14th, 1979. Edited out. Why would you? It's, no, it's all what, pure gold. That's what is there some kind of problem you want to no, edit out? No. Did I say Yiannopoulos wrong? Did I say his name wrong? Any any pronunciation of that name is wrong. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, Sunday, 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 January 14th, 1979, the 210th issue of mm-hmm. Garfield. What happens in this strip, Chris? John, in today's episode of Garfield, honestly, who cares? Jim Davis can do whatever he wants today. Anything. Anything. Today could be eight panels of Garfield masturbating onto the tomb of the unknown soldier, and I personally would nominate Jim Davis for a Congressional Medal of Freedom because, John, my my friends, today, at long last, our national nightmare of Garfield wearing a fucking sweater has finally finally come to an end well uh thanks for that overly vivid (laughs) synopsis Uh, Um, i I don't john i don't know i don't know we should talk about uh how disturbing it is that you even thought of that i'll stipulate again john (laughs) that i'm just saying what everyone else is thinking (laughs) (laughs) that's right everybody else was thinking it um okay Doing a, doing me, Garfield took talk. Me a long time to think of that. <laughs> I'm sure it did. All right, Garfield mm. Sunday panel one seven panels panel one. Garfield and John are inside the panel. There's a plate of food mm-hmm. in between them. Yep. I guess this is not John. This is not standard countertop position because Garfield no. is not Garfield on top is behind of the, the counter. counter. He's behind the counter. Yeah. I think it's worth pointing out. Uh, the John Arbuckle in panel one of today's strip, very ineptly drawn. Look at his eyes. <laughs> they are all fucked up. Yeah, he's kind of cross-eyed, isn't he? Yeah. And his eyes aren't overlapping um, the way they usually do. They're just sitting next to each other. This is this is one of those, um, like, John's telling it how, how it is. He's just like, saying what we're all thinking. He's, he's telling you what it's like to have a cat. Yeah. Yeah. And and either you also have a cat and you you know kind of empathize with him a little mm-hmm. bit, or you don't have a cat and you learn what it's like to have a cat. So it's either educational or or uh, you know, 
affirming or just stupid or yeah affirming (laughs) (laughs) john says to the camera Uh when you own a cat not if you own a cat mind you when When you own a cat you You audience will own a cat someday and when you do someday when you least expect it you will own a cat when you own a cat maybe not today maybe not tomorrow but soon soon and and for for the the rest rest of of your your life life. (laughs) its hairs will get everywhere uh its hairs will get everywhere garfield smiling at the camera kind of proud of himself Mm. and john arbuckle uh self-satisfied i would say it's worth pointing out john there's there's one strange thing about the plate of food on the counter there now is it that you've got some nondescript kind of meat plus mashed potatoes and peas no that's standard it's one of John Arbuckle's two meals that he eats. <laughs> is it that there is no silverware present? No, that is also standard. The weird thing is we see John Arbuckle and a plate of food on the counter in the same panel. John hasn't gone back off into the kitchen or living room <laughs> for some reason and left the food uh, unsupervised. That's a little weird. Yeah, I, I mean, especially since he doesn't, I mean, he clearly doesn't seem to have silverware yet. no. Like, he actually should be going back to the kitchen to, to get something. Yeah, you know? and while he's at it, like, get yourself a napkin, Arbuckle. Yeah, you fucking slob. Get a napkin. Get a cloth napkin, paper napkin, whatever. Even just a big paper towel, if that's all you got. And hey. Get some, why don't you guys get something to drink while you're at why it? Why not you know? a glass of water? Yeah, doesn't or got, a nice Chardonnay. Doesn't got to be anything fancy. Nice, nice refreshing glass of water. Well, although that, that looks like, a, that looks like a, a, some kind of steak. Yeah, it's or maybe hard like to a, tell. It could it's be like a pork chop thing. or a lamb chop. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we have enough maybe. information to decide what kind of wine John Arbuckle should be drinking with his dinner. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, okay. I mean, All right. pineapple chichi, but... I was leaving that open in case he wanted to go on a lengthy digression about what kind of wine would be appropriate. I feel like we've been on sufficient, sufficiently lengthy digressions this week already. And look, if I'm wrong, listeners can write in to chase at beingjimdavis.com and let us know that there have not been enough off-topic and lengthy shouting digressions this week. Panel two, John continues on his monologue. Mm-hmm. Every time I eat... Sure. Okay. Just just check. A, a diatribe? Oh, perhaps? it is such a diatribe. Uh, except Every that time smiling. I eat... I find a cat hair in my food. Let me show you. That's the point where this one gets weird. I mean, first. Go on. Okay, number one, I have a cat. And, you know, I guess his hairs get on the furniture some, but it's not like his hair ever gets in my food, I don't think. I don't recall ever having a cat hair in my food. Um, hmm. but yeah, maybe maybe things were different in the seventies. Yeah, I guess. I mean, cats, cats were hairier. Cats, uh, cats were hairier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, those those seventies cat hairstyles. Yeah. yeah. People like you know people today they keep it short. Yeah. You know, or even you know even shaved to get a Brazilian or whatever. Um, yeah. Get it waxed. Wax that cat. Waxed cat. Um, is that what's weird? Is that all that's weird though? Is there something? No. Else? The other thing is the let me show you <laughs> that to me is where it really gets weird 
Yeah. That's like, and he seems almost proud of it. Like he's, he's not. He should be upset by this condition. These conditions. Well, I don't want to spoil things, Chris, but that may be where we're going. No, but he should be upset about the fact that there is a cat. That he knows there's a cat hair in his food. Like he seems like. Look at him. He's got that eyes closed, smiling look. Well, he's Jim not. Davis he's not does. upset until he until he learns that he can't find it. But shouldn't he be upset in the belief that it's there? Shouldn't he be like, if I'm if I just see these words and I'm imagining John Arbuckle's face and tone of voice, I'm hearing it like, oh, when you own a cat, its hairs get everywhere. Every hmm. time I eat, I find a cat hair in my food. Hmm. Let me show you. Yeah, I guess that? it should be angry. You... I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess he's not such a prude that, like, he doesn't want to eat the cat hair. He doesn't want to eat the food with the hair in it. But he's the kind of guy that once the hair has been removed, he's fine to eat the food that it was touching. Because he's not a prude. Yeah, you would that's say just the kind of guy he is. sexually liberated. He's open like, to new it's experiences. It's like if he, was drinking, if he was drinking a glass of water and he found a bug in it, he'd just take the bug out and then drink it. I think... And I know that this is just semantics again. Hey, semantics are everything, man. It's not how I use the word prude, but go on. <laughs> I thought prude was specifically like a sexual thing, like not open to a range of what? sexual experiences, sexually closed. No, it doesn't necessarily mean that at all. Okay, it's not, it's, it's not exclusively about sex stuff. No, 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 no. It, can mean, it means, uh, you know, like uptight in any sort of context. Okay, I like, thought uh, it was specifically uptight sexually. That is not correct? No, 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 I don't okay, think I'm so. looking at, so two points on that. Number one, we do agree, though, that John Arbuckle is open to a wide range of sexual experiences, right? I think he's less prudish in the bedroom, yes. Okay. And uh, two, I'm, I'm looking at the definition, I'm just looked up the word prude here the definition you are not going to read a dictionary definition to me you're not a person not. a person who is i like this a lot actually a person who <laughs> is or claims to be <laughs> the dictionary got a little attitude there a person who uh. is or claims to be easily shocked by matters relating to sex or nudity Chris, that's the definition that comes up. Chris, need I remind that's you? That's the definition that comes up. Yes. Words do not have absolute definitions. They have usages. It's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So uses, if you want to tell me that, uses if you want to tell me John. that, yeah, I agree with you. I'm a, I'm a descriptivist, not a prescriptivist. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. Though I do think you're using. The I'm word, telling you. I think I'm, you're using the word descriptivist incorrectly. Am I? No, I just thought it would be funny to say. Uh, I mean, I get it. I mean, I get, I get what you just did. Yeah, uh-huh. I get it. Uh, I agree. Look, panel I three. Agree I agree with you. About panel that. three. I, I don't think the word prude is generally. Before we move on, though, John. Oh God. Did you know that? Why do we always do this on Sunday? Did you know that the word prude, uh, its origins go back to French. Uh, the French word for a good man, prudhomme. P r you know prude home prudhomme. Like, like, uh, chef, on that like point, chef Paul Prudhomme. Chris, so Chef uh, Paul Prudhomme hearing, is like literally a prude. I'm hearing those snaps and pops in your audio so again. So we should just end the podcast? Oh, well, you know, if you want to stop recording and start again. Maybe. I mean, we could just end the podcast. There's five more panels to go. 
Four more panels I mean, to go. are there? No, five is are there. Are there? Yes. Okay. Jim Davis is my name. I'm recording again. Okay. Are there, okay, John? Uh, are there? There obviously are. Are there, though? So I think we can... I think we can move on to panel three because I don't remember what we were we talking about. We were talking about. about Chef Paul Prudhomme and whether or not he's open to new sexual experiences. We're we're always talking about Chef Paul Prudhomme. I think he is. I think, provided anyway, that he's still alive, which I'm not sure about, I think he's very open. No, I think he to I a think he wide died. Variety of sexual experiences. Uh, strongly agree. <laughs> Panel three, John Arbuckle makes yet another claim mm -hmm. to knowledge. He says, I know it's here somewhere. And he's looking at his, like he's bent over and he's carefully examining his plate of food. He's poking and prodding at his mashed potatoes. Yeah, Garfield's looking in there too. Yeah, Garfield's, Garfield's like, <laughs> he's like, he's a passing I'm, interest. I'm, in, I'm interested in this plate of food. Oh, uh, and going back to panel two, just very briefly, mm -hmm. I just want to point out, Garfield's arm looks like yeah. it's attached to the wrong part of his body. <laughs> it kind of looks like it's not attached to his body at all. It's, it's just a, 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 an arm sitting there. And then in panel three, it's shifted back like an entire arm length. Yeah, what the? What? That's all. Panel four. And panel three kind of makes sense to me. Like, that's just his forearm. It seems like it's like a little bit too far to the left to me. Well, and like, like it's, it's got it back on the... Like his upper arm is angled back and then his forearm is, I can kind of see that one. Panel, panel two, two though, the more I look at it. No, oh, no, I thought is, you were talking about panel two. Yeah. Pan, yeah, panel two is a is a detached forearm <laughs> sitting on the counter, <laughs> not connected to anything. Uh, and panel four. More Garfield, of the same. Garfield more of the same. He's sitting in the same position, sort of leaning more into the, the hustle and bustle of activity that's going on, which is John. Uh -huh. Frantically searching through his his food with his tongue sticking tongue out, out in concentration, beads of sweat flying <laughs> off of his head. Peas in both on directions. the table. Peas on the table. <laughs> yeah, this is a situation where, again, having some silverware would really maybe help John here. It would be easier for him to go through that food. He's just getting but, that food like more disgusting because now it's yeah it's got, it's got his, his hands. hands all over it has he yeah. washed his hands we has don't he know. has he been petting garfield recently like yeah i think you know what i think i think maybe we don't the, know what he's been doing he's like, no prude the cat hair may it's belong to garfield but that doesn't make it garfield's fault that it's in the food like i think john's just shitty at you know proper hygiene like he should wash his hands if he's about yeah. to prepare food. Oh yeah, wash your hands before you prepare food. Don't let the cat sit up on the kitchen table. He lets Garfield sit on the countertop. What does he expect? Garfield spends a lot of time on the counter and table like just rubbing his ass on everything. Rubbing his non-existent <laughs> butthole all over the countertop. You know, given the fact hair that everywhere. given the fact that he doesn't have a butthole, it seems like rubbing any part of his body is you know going to be equally gross because it's just hair right it's just a yeah solid I mean, surface of hair like there's no there's no orifice gross regardless cat shouldn't be on the on the eating place cat shouldn't be on the kitchen table or the the kitchen counters the dining table anything like that panel five call me intolerant it's john just not where a cat belongs. seems to be having a nervous breakdown <laughs> eyes wide open in exasperation <laughs> um there's even more 
perspiration. John, around. is that like what is that stuff flying off of him? Some of it looks like sweat droplets, and some of it looks like weird flaky things. That's that's dandruff, Chris. Yeah, I mean, it kind of looks like dandruff. I mean, his hair is disheveled now. Yeah, his there yeah. there there are there are five motion lines around each of his elbows as if he were like vigorously yep. like uh, yeah, he's going to town rubbing back plate. and forth like, on that on the on the counter crazily pawing like what are you doing phone. man like what are you are you okay like this this comic really makes me worry about john arbuckle like mm. he has a like complete, how, like are you okay john like what like, complete emotional breakdown is, is it okay buddy like <laughs> what the, look at the emotional arc he goes through between panels yeah. two and four <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like it's not just that he loses it it's that he loses it so quickly yeah. over so little like, he, he goes crazy over the fact that he doesn't see any cat hair in his food yeah, it's it's pretty disturbing. It is. It is. It is. Panel yeah. six, tight shot of of, of John, mm-hmm. uh, mouth agape in that peanuts posture. Yeah, he has ripped his own clothes off his body. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says, no, "I can't. Not. I can't eat till I find that hair." Mm. Which he pres- we presume he is yelling as it is in all Looks bold. Like he's shouting. Yeah, with Looks an like exclamation point. I like that he's using till shortened there, apostrophe T-I-L. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, I like it. I, I, could, t- I could take it or leave it. Little homie. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, panel eight, big finish to today and the week. Seven. John Arbuckle panel has- Panel seven. Panel eight. There's only seven panels. I'm counting a pre-panel that did not appear in today's strip. Oh, there was a pre-panel? I, I, okay, was my numbering was, was all off. No, I just counted wrong. And uh, I'd like panel, to apologize to panel listeners. Seven, panel 7. I would Look, wh- who, who, which of us was wrong? We won't know until people write in to chase at beingjimdavis.com to tell us. Um, panel 8. Panel 7, John. The final panel. Final panel of the... Uh, John Arbuckle has either <laughs> run off or collapsed onto the floor. It's unclear. I, I'd like to think he collapsed on the floor. <laughs> I mean, collapsed on the floor is good, but also like imagine that he just ran out into the street and started shouting. That's good too, right? Yeah. Okay. So, so the real panel eight, he he would be like running down the block in his underwear. Yep. Excuse yep. me. I can't eat till sure, I find that hair. I can't eat till I find that hair. Shirt off anyway. Definitely shirt off. And the the old couple sitting on a bench is yep. there, and one of them says, "There goes the neighborhood." Where is he's and he's like he's like, "Where is it? Where's the hair?" And he's like trying to clean it off his body. He's like, so dirty, so filthy. I guess he is kind of a prude. Oh no, he he's he's leapt out of the like he's just been taking a shower and he's been scrubbing himself with a steel wool. To the mm. point where he's like bleeding all over. Oh God! <laughs> it's here somewhere. <laughs> it's inside me. Uh, you wouldn't. So you wouldn't call him prudish in that instinct? Is that? Is it really just about sex? I mean, look. I had always thought of it as a sex thing, and that was the first definition that came up when I Googled it. Or uh, there, there could be other more general definitions. I had always thought of prudish as specifically closed and frigid sexually um 
Which I would I would say that John Arbuckle is often prudish in all all, all things but sexuality. Here's one. Think, it says I excessively think, think this is dictionary.com excessively dynamo. proper or modest in speech, comma, conduct, comma, dress, comma, etc. Mm-hmm. Okay, there you go. So there's a general okay. there's a general sense of the word as well. Uh, I, I think John Arbuckle in that general sense is generally very prude. Like I mean Chrissy he's a germaphobe, right? Yeah. I think Although, sexually again, though he's a germaphobe that lets his cat sit on the on the kitchen counter. Sexually I think he's a wild man. <laughs> I think he is like the freakiest the freakiest participant in a that freaky freaky decade the 1970s. I think he is out of control. Oh, you mean do you mean the me decade? Yeah. Yes. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't sure which decade you were talking about for for a sec there. I don't I don't know if it makes listeners uncomfortable to hear this, but I think John Arbuckle is a sexual dynamo. <laughs> <laughs> He's into all kinds of shit. But you know it makes us uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I keep saying it. Anyway, uh, I, yeah. it's weird that Panel 7, we have talked about John Arbuckle since he is not in the shot. Again, he's not. <laughs> well, you know, that's, it's, like, it's like great jazz, you know? It's like the, mm. it's the notes that are not the characters Jim Davis being played. <laughs> yeah. People always, I'm kind of tired of people saying that about jazz. Is that the case? It's the notes you... Totally. The notes he's not playing. Real like really? It's about restraint. It's about minimalism. It's like it's like it's, it's not like why always, like though. It's like when you listen to music that's like overly showy or proggy, it's like I don't know, you just get numb to it after a while because you're like, oh, it's too many notes. I feel like I feel like taken literally, that's true of all music. Because if you Chris, just play all the notes at the same time, it sounds bad. There are, in fact, only so many notes one can hear in the course of an evening. It's what I'm saying. Like, it's true of all music. You can't just play all the notes all the time. So, like, taken literally, it applies just to all Just cut music. a few, and it'll be fine. But, like, if you, in, in some more, I don't know, um, suggestive, metaphorical, or something way, I, I don't know that that really applies to, to all jazz I mean, some, sure. Like, you were talking about, I don't know, Miles Davis or Gil Evans or something. Fine. It's the notes he's not playing. It's but a metaphor, like, Chris. It's just a metaphor. I just, I don't think it's an apt metaphor is what I'm saying, necessarily. Well, all right. Maybe it's not apt. Maybe like, it's, I mean, maybe it's I, contra apt. Does, it, does that apply to Art Tatum? I think not. I think Art Tatum, that dude's trying to play as many fucking notes as he can. I don't think anything applies guy, to Art if Tatum. If that guy had 88 fingers, he would literally be playing every note <laughs> on the piano all the time. It's just, it's like, he's just like scoring over the piano. Like, I'm trying to play them all at once. You ever, you ever listen to or watch any of those Black MIDI pieces uh, no. on, on YouTube? Look no, up Black MIDI on Black YouTube. MIDI? I'm not familiar with that. Yeah. I will look that up. Look that up. Should Look we that talk about up. panel seven? It's like, it's basically, it's like based around the idea of playing, you know, all the notes at once. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. Look, Garfield. Look, listeners Garfield. interested in hearing, hearing music that involves all the notes played at once. Google flowers of disgust. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. 
Garfield uh, is in this panel, so I guess we should talk about mm-hmm. him. He's holding a yeah. hair, and he's sitting triumphantly over the tattered remnants of John's dinner. Excellent description. Thinking, silly me, period. I forgot to put it in there. I actually kind of like this punchline. It's, it's kind of funny. It's fine. You know, for a Sunday, it's surprisingly strong. Uh, the premise that Garfield always deliberately places a single hair in John Arbuckle's food is, I think, delightful. No, all right. No, no, no. It's I'm I, I no, don't. No, fine. Okay, fine. We'll talk I don't more. Disagree. It's we'll talk more about John Arbuckle's sexual practices <laughs> and Art Tatum. That's what that's what tomorrow's trip is going to be all about. Oh God. Tomorrow, tomorrow's trip, John Arbuckle wakes, wakes in the psych ward of a local hospital. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just uh, it's the ending of uh, the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, good. Okay, we're ending it there. It's not going to get any better than that, was, folks. I was Garfield the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I was Garfield the whole time. That's how that movie ends, right? Oh, God. It's been a while since I went to film school. Uh, well, uh, you've, been, you've been listening to <clears throat> Being Jim Davis. The fifth element was Garfield the whole time. <laughs> um, you could, Is that what happens in that movie? You can support the program by leaving us I, a five-star review on iTunes. Please visit the blog www.beingjimdavis.com where you can leave us a comment. You can send us an email, info at beingjimdavis.com. Hey, why not send your corrections and complaints to chase at beingjimdavis.com. You can buy our merchandise at www.cafepress.com slash beingjimdavis or you can follow us on Twitter at beingjimdavis or follow me at the Chris Winter. And you've been listening to Being Jim Davis, the podcast... Oh, you were hosting. Sorry. The podcast where we can't remember whose turn it is to host. I'm sorry. You can support the show by leaving... No, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, you know, that's how it goes sometimes. No, that's fine. No, I think you should do it, though. I could have, inter- I could have interrupted you. I'll sit thought, here quietly. I thought it would be funnier. Uh, you can do all the things that, that Chris just mentioned. No, you got to say them. But, uh, you know... I, why should you do what we tell you to do? You know, do your own thing. No, Be your own no, man. No, 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 no. You obey. Listeners, <laughs> you obey. Obey. We are gods here. <laughs> we are as unto God. We have become. Uh, now I am become Garfield. Garfield. Destroyer the of destroyer worlds. Destroyer of worlds. <laughs> the destroyer of dinners, at least. <laughs> Brought it back. Brought it back around. Uh, support the show, five star review, iTunes, visit the blog, back episodes, leave a comment, email us, buy our things at merchandise.com. Uh, <laughs> Cafepress.com slash being Jimmy. That sounds like a great site. It seems like it should be a top level, you know, merchandise. Inscrutable Taco. And I'm at the Chris Winter. We'll catch you tomorrow.